listening to 30 on Broadway, Talking Blue Shirts, on the Face Off Hockey Network. Okay, hey everybody! Welcome to an all-new episode of Thirty on Broadway. Oh my god! Why do you why like why I, are you talking like that? Why why are you using some other kind of voice? Like, what are you talking about? Uh, you're like you're trying to sound like some '60s radio DJ. Well, hey there, everybody! About I literally just started talking. Why are you Why are you commenting on the way I'm talking? I literally just started talking. You're really gonna start with this. You're listening to KQRS. I literally just did like, I went to go do a head bomb and started getting dizzy again. And now you're going to give me shit. Really? We're going to lead off this episode? Yeah. Why don't you put down the goddamn phone? How about that? Oh, oh, uh, well, I'm not driving, so. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. Hi, everybody. Welcome to an all new episode of 30 All Broadway. What are you moving to a hick town now? Like Jesus. Oh God. I feel like we haven't done a 30 on Broadway in like weeks. Two weeks. And <laughs> we didn't do a two for roughing the past week. We took our, our summer break after Nick had if you want to hear ridiculous rant of all rants that I had to edit a couple times. That just tells you. Okay, first off, it wasn't ridiculous. There was a point to it. There was a point to it. Nick went absolutely off on Buffalo Sabres fans, but we're not here for that because we're here for the real team of New York. We're here for 30 on Broadway. Sabres fans suck. This is a New York Rangers podcast. And no, we're not going to give you the world for Jack Eichel. And no, we're not going to trade you Mika Zabat. First off, all right, let's let's jump right into this. uh, uh, My head's bouncing all over the place. All right, before we jump into it, I'm going to dial it back a bit. I want to mention this. It's not two for roughing. It's not a Chicago Blackhawks podcast, by the way. Chicago Tomahawk, fantastic podcast on the Face Off Hockey Network. Um, today, the hockey community and hockey world lost a very important member in Tony Esposito, who who died at the age of seventy eight. <laughs> and you know, you look at Tony Esposito is a Blackhawks institution. All right brother of Phil Esposito, who had his time with the Rangers on Broadway. This is how impressive of a career that Tony Esposito had. He won in his first season, rookie season. He was the Calder Trophy winner, Vezina Trophy winner, and an all-star all in his rookie year. What, how many goaltenders do you know off the top of your head ever accomplished that? I don't know many. The pioneer of the butterfly save. The butterfly style uh, ahead of his time and unfortunately passes at the age of 78. So just wanted to, to open up with our, our condolences to the Blackhawks, the Blackhawks community, the Esposito family as well. And um, it's tough to see, you know, lost his battle with pancreatic cancer. It's, it vicious, really, it, it's a vicious it really one. Is, it really is tough to see. There is. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. It, so it, it, it's a, it's an absolute shame. And uh, my, my heart goes out to Tony and his family. All right. This, this, I am so done. So done with this Jack Eichel crap. I don't want Jack Eichel on the ring. I'm done. I'm done with it. 
I, I, I am I'm done. I'm tired of it. The, the nonsense, where will Jack Eichel land? The Black, the, the Blackhawks, the Sabres want, you know, five players, a first overall, uh, uh, prospects. No, you're, you're not going to get that. You have destroyed any leverage that they have, any leverage at all. The Jack Eichel leverage has gone out the window. And now the rumors are, oh, don't be surprised if uh, no, because Abanajad is included that, in a trade. That that's not a rumor. That was started. That was started by the master of put down the GD phone and drive. And and, and again, that's you. You pay for the athletic if you subscribe to the athletic. That's what you're paying for. And that is that is from the same man who gave us. The brilliance of Mark Giordano will be a New York Ranger. Yeah. There's been a lot quite a bit. There's been a lot quite a bit. I mean. There's been a lot quite a bit. There's been a lot of rumors like quite a bit. There's been a lot of stuff that he's put out there that has been complete BS. Is what I'm saying. And people go nuts over it. You have fan base going absolutely apeshit. Everyone thinks that, oh, Mika Zibanejad is going to get traded to Buffalo. Why in the hell would Mika Zibanejad waive his no-move clause? Now, again, now this, though. If Mika Zibanejad is involved in a trade and it somehow circumvents to where Jack Eichel ends up as a Ranger, I can assure you Mika Zibanejad is not going to Buffalo. He's going to a third-party team. There's no way Mika Zibanejad is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to Buffalo. I mean, what? And there's no way the Rangers are going to fork over a bank load of money to Mika Zibanejad on a long-term deal considering the, the issues there. But then at the same time, you're going to... Jack Eichel doesn't have issues? I'll, I'll tell you how the, the Mika talk about waving his no move to go to Buffalo will go. This is exactly how it will go. <laughs> okay, Ready? Hey Mika, it's Chris. I uh, just wanted to, you know, we got some stuff going on here, and I just wanted to get how you would feel about possibly waving your no move. All right, Chris, where would I, you know, uh, be going? Um, well, we we have a deal in place right now with Buffalo that is contingent on you. <laughs> yeah, you want me to go to Buffalo? Yeah, right. I'll catch you later. Bye, Chris. Peace out, Drury. Now That's I want out. ten million. That's how that goes. That's how that call goes. Now, look, I could see if the Rangers look to move Mika because he's going to demand too much contract-wise. I could understand that. It's not going to be to Buffalo. And it's not going to be... You know, if they go down the route where they say, hey, we need to bring in Jack Eichel, again, you're, you're you're doing a disservice by getting Jack Eichel, but eliminating a piece of importance in your center group because you're literally just it's not I look Jack Eichel is and Mika Zibanejad I don't want to say they're one for one but you're taking out you're, you're taking out your number one center to replace him with another number one center but yet you haven't really have you raised the bar that much Jack Eichel when he's healthy on this team would outplay Mika I would hope so but at the same time I have cause for concern there I do I know look and I know I give him crap a lot 
because I say, oh, he doesn't put the effort in. He he doesn't really play like that game changer. You know, the games that I've seen him live, it's just, you know, there's a lot of going through the motions, it seems like. And I'm sure a lot of that has to do with he's playing in Buffalo. And I'm sure a lot of that has to do with he had a captaincy dumped on him back when they were just handing out captaincies to the best and youngest player. And now it's not the smartest tactic. We have, we've, I think we've, we've pretty much have agreed on that, that that's not the right route to go. Um, so I, I get it. You know, is it unfair? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be one of the first to admit that the judgment is a bit unfair. But the track record isn't great, and that hurts to me the value, regardless. Now, with all this crap that has come out, I don't know how Buffalo pulls off any deal that gives them any substantial value for get, for giving up Jack Eichel. I really don't. And at this point, what are you giving up if you're the Rangers, if you really want to get him? Zach and from Jones, now, Alex yeah. Georgiev, and uh, first. Which is, I mean, okay. I do that. I would do that deal. That, well, yeah, any Ranger fan with a head with a brain in their head would do that deal. That's it, it but it's because right now Buffalo has no leverage, and Sabres fans they have none. Sabres fans, come at me all you want, because I'll tell you the same shit right to your face. I've already said it to you once. I say it to you again. Y'all have no leverage, none, zero, nada. You guys are in a position of weakness, and if you, you know, if you guys think you have leverage, please play poker with me for money because I would I love money. I would love to take some free money from you. I, I, yeah, I just I don't know how you could sit there and have any sense of this is going to go well for us if you're Buffalo right now. I, I just don't, and I'm at the point where I just I don't care about it. I, I'm just, I'm tired of it. This is the last time I want to talk about it until a trade is done. And you know what? If it's to the Rangers. Good. I just hope that Drury doesn't overpay. I, I hope he doesn't overpay. I hope he makes the smartest decision that is in the best interest of the organization. I hope it doesn't come at a cost of where we potentially lose key, uh, more key players in the on the roster and go back to, uh, yay, we got this great centerpiece, and now we got, uh, all right, what else is around it? I, I also, you know, I, I do like the fact that he came out and said, we're never really seriously interested, whether that's true or not. Whatever, that's, that's not true at all. I mean, you know, maybe they I don't, were. I don't have to even. I don't have to be plugged in to tell you that that's not true. I would say that I'm sure at the beginning they were, but I'm sure at the trade demands at a certain point, you just got to be like, look, come back to me when you're serious about doing this deal. Like that would be me if I was a general manager, and like these are the trade offers that are coming through and what has been rumored that was reported to be involved and Buffalo hasn't taken anything yet I would I would sit there and say you know what you've got all these teams that are now out Minnesota's out the Kings are out Vegas is reportedly out you know Montreal is out where are you, where's where are you going what are you doing with it so Anaheim guess what isn't, isn't giving up Drysdale or Zegers or Zegers so guess what come back to me when you want to be serious and actually have a, a constructive dialogue here. That would be mine. I would be a I would be a hard ass at that point. I mean, Kevin Adams is sitting here saying, "Well, I don't care. He can come to training camp. He can't. They can't He's have not, him on the roster next year." Well, first off, first off, it's not a it's that's not conducive to any kind of environment when your captain has already made it noted that he wants to be somewhere else, 
And also, he's mad at you because you guys will not let him have the surgery he wants or needs. Be back and ready to go faster, which is more beneficial to all parties. It's not even... It's not beneficial to Buffalo. It's beneficial to Buffalo and to Jack Eichel. Like, I, I don't understand it. The more and more they hold out on this. But I'll say this. I am at, I'm leaning more towards the point where I think Jack Eichel will, will still be a Buffalo Sabre, but I think he will probably end up holding out. I would be really surprised. I'm at the point now where I will not be surprised if Jack Eichel is on the roster, but I will be surprised if he shows up to training camp or puts on the sweater. And I don't know how you could sit there if you're Buffalo and other than just complete incompetence and be like, okay, cool with this. Let's move on. But like that, we're moving on. That's it. No more Jack Eichel talk. It's over. 30 on Broadway. Two for offing. It's over. Vince Carter, it's over. We're not doing it. Maybe no more talking until he's traded. Maybe Kevin Adams wants to enjoy a nice Capriati sandwich. Yeah, well, he's on vacation right now, so maybe he will. Um, but moving on, people think Adam Fox have, you, is, have you ever had Capriati's? I have. It's overrated. Oh. I did have Jersey Mike's for the first time the other day. They're good. It was good. They're good. It was good. I wasn't like, oh my God. I like Firehouse subs. I don't know if they have Firehouse subs out that way. Uh, they, in, I don't, Maryland, in Maryland. They yeah, do. I don't think they did in Connecticut or New York when, when I was still back there, but they're they're pretty predominant. They're predominant out here and pot belly sandwiches, which are amazing. I don't know but what that is. I will tell you this. There is an Italian. I, I am salivating in Connecticut, in Waterbury. There is an Italian uh, like deli slash mini grocer. Cavell, uh, I think it's Cavelli's or Cavello's. That makes an oh my god like to, oh oh Mwah, chef's kiss. You need to give me a, you need me to give me a minute or something. The Italian sub that they make is beyond. And then in New Haven, everybody talks about Worcester Street Pizza and Worcester Avenue, New Haven, and everything. And I agree, although I I do not like Frank Pepe's pizza. I think it's whatever. I don't I don't like it. People are like, it's the greatest pizza. No, it's not. Not down there. But there is a a, a little Italian cafe called Abate's that has like 15 or 20 different varieties of cannolis. And I am going to be loading up on those. I do not care. <laughs> I was going to say, you can't have dairy. Whatever. I don't give a damn. I don't care. There, I will deal with the ramifications of whatever comes after. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not even gonna say it. But uh, yeah, don't, don't, don't. My head's whatever. spinning, man. Uh, I just like this song. Chris has got that vertigo. I got my second shot. So now I can go post it all over social media and plaster it everywhere that I have gotten my COVID vaccine. I'm not. I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. And if you do it, whatever. I don't care. It's whatever. Blah, blah, blah. But the last time, if you've listened to any episodes, you know that I had vertigo two weeks after I got the first shot. Didn't go, did not do good. It was like bad for a week. Yesterday, I got the second shot and I felt fantastic. Like, I literally felt 
better than I have in a long time. And I'm like, wow, this is like, what the hell? First and time, long time. First time, long time. Feeling great. I woke up this morning. I go to get out of bed. And like, I go to walk. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and the room's just like, woo. It's like, shit. And it's not as bad as last time. But it hit me quicker. So we'll see how this plays out. But at least I got to stop. I got the medication for it right off the bat if I need it. So I'm good in that regard. All right. Summertime. Summertime sucks. Out here at least. 120 freaking degrees again. Jesus. Unbelievable. Um, Adam Fox is going to get paid. And I don't know why. Are you taking a picture of me right now? No. Okay. This is highly suspicious. I know the viewers can't see this, but Nick is holding up his New York Rangers phone case like against the thing. So he's doing one of two things. He's either snapping someone no. with his little ducky kiss faces that he used to like to do no. that I would catch him doing. Or he's taking a picture of me. No, I was not doing either. I was reading And I have luscious hair going right now. I, no, I, I badly need to cut my hair. So Your hair okay. is thin. You, you are bald. When you work from home, you don't have to worry about those things. All right. Adam Fox, look, all the contracts that are coming out, outside of Pelix with the Islanders, with Lou Lamorello, not going to give him the credit because this is a Ranger podcast, but it was a fantastic deal. That's it. I need to go not, take a shower now. Not going to give him the credit, but it was I'm just saying it quickly, and now we're moving I'm on. Gl- I'm glad you didn't give him any credit. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't give him any credit either. I didn't want to give him. He gets no credit on this episode, on this podcast. <laughs> I feel like Rick James. Like this is terrible. Uh, why would anyone think that Adam Fox is not going to get paid on this upcoming contract? And why, in any world, would anyone think that Adam Fox should get a bridge deal? That would be going right back to Glenn Sather 2.0. It would be it would be Glenn Sather going super sane, signing Adam Fox to a bridge deal. Am I am I wrong? It would well it wouldn't be Glenn Sather. Well, it's a Glenn Sather style of yes. It would. But here's the the thing about that. We could say that we have hope because Chris Drury went long on uh, Igor Shesterkin. so it was a good, it was a good deal. But but let's uh, the Adam Fox one. I mean, is there any reasonable expectation no, but that's what, that Adam that's Fox doesn't get paid? No, but that's what what I'm saying is the the thing that gives me hope that they won't do a bridge is that Drury has shown that if he likes a player. And he believes in that player, he's going to commit. So, no, Fox is definitely getting paid. Anybody who thinks he's taking a, a home a hometown discount is absolutely out of their mind. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't see with all the contracts that are coming out nowadays. And look, I get it. Oh, Fox wanted to be a Ranger. He, you know, he made the he made all these things happen that got him to the Rangers. I I get all that. But Adam Fox is going to get paid. The hope is, is that the Rangers can lock him up long-term, maybe on the max contract. They get him in there and they lock him up. But if you think he's coming in, I mean, to me, if they get him under nine, give Chris Drury his own parade. 
I mean, if they get them, I would at be nine, shocked. If, if they get them at nine or under nine, I'd be shocked. I would be but, shocked. I honestly would be shocked. It would be a fantastic deal. But again, this also goes back to where you gotta worry about if you bring in Jack Eichel, you know, and now you gotta decide what you're gonna do with Mika, what you're gonna do with Strom, you know, what you're gonna do with some of the other players on the walls. You know, you gotta worry about what you're gonna do with Philip Hedel now that he got his show me contract, which I'm all on board for. All on board for with the Philip Hedel contract. I will say this, the one thing, I think Chris Jury has done a very good job with the contract negotiations so far in, in regards to Ryan Lindgren, thought terrific deal. Philip Hedl, I thought it was the perfect, I thought it was more than fair, it was the perfect deal for him. Igor Shesterkin's deal, which we'll talk about in just a second. So the track record, at least there, give credit where credit's due. Fantastic coach hiring, fantastic contract extensions so far out of the gate. Really the big glaring one, Abysmal draft and the Buchnevich trade was, okay, was let, terrible. Let, let, wait, wait, first off, first but off, we've moved off. on from that. No, no, no. First off, okay. We don't know if the draft was abysmal. Or no, it was a bad draft. Come on, it was a bad. Uh, draft. I don't know that. I I cannot. Like I hate when people do that. I cannot say with any degree of certainty that this draft was horrible. We no, said nobody knows yet. Nobody knows yet. That, like, no, that's true. I, I get that, but we said going into it for a long time that there was absolutely no reason that the Rangers should be making the 15th overall pick, and if they did, that was bad. They made the okay, pick. Okay, but it, but it probably because the deal didn't materialize. But we talked about You wrote an article about it not that long ago that, and I mean, I know it was for Jeff Gordon. That they need to get creative with the with the draft, with the draft capital prospects. They need to start making moves. They didn't do any of that. They didn't do any of it. They didn't. So, but look, I can't I can't sit here and say that them making this pick was terrible. I can't. I because look, and I can't sit here and say based because based off of everything with COVID, nobody knows about these prospects. Not this year. Yeah, I mean it's a difficult. It's difficult to know. Like, I'll just say for for a large part, a lot of, you know, the the in the nose and those that really are in depth on prospects and whatnot didn't weren't really favorable towards the Rangers and what they did, and I and I could kind of I, I, could I saw I saw I saw some different I saw some people actually who were like it wasn't it wasn't there they didn't they didn't hit a home run but they didn't strike out for much they you know they hit a couple singles maybe a double. You know, they they went what it seemed like they went for need or right. what they perceive as a need. So, and I mean, it's, you know, I mean, we'll see. Like you said, yeah, we technically don't know because there's players that, you know, like I think one of the Rangers were, that were drafted has like a 4% on the models, a 4% chance of making the NHL. And I mean, you never know. But, Prospects in the NHL is so freaking hard. It's It's the hardest of any. Probably up prospects, there. I mean, that in baseball. In, prospects in any sport are, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, Nobody really knows I, what the hell they're doing. I'd say it's a little different with football, though. Well, football, the only thing that's different is that the players come in to make an immediate impact. Right, and that's what I mean. So you kind of know, because of the college game and the way the game is, you kind of know going in, all right, we draft this guy, it either works out or it doesn't. 
Um, but you know not, right away. Not always. Not I know always. not always, but the but the the majority the the norm is that with the NHL. I mean, most of these guys we're not going to know for four to five plus years. Um. So you know, it's it's what it is. Now, the last thing I want to talk about: Igor Shesterkin's contract. Solid deal. Again, said it. The extensions that Jury has done have been very good. A four-year deal. Yeah, I get it. You know, Frank Saravalli and, and others said, "Oh, it's the second highest contract for a no, second. No, no. no it, it's the highest or the highest, the, right? It is for the f- richest ever deal for a goalie coming out of his first NHL deal." It is the richest ever second contract yeah. for a goaltender in terms of AAV and, and dollars given um, for an uh, for an NHL goalie coming out of their rookie deal. But but look, his numbers you pointed out in the article on the FHN.net, his numbers considering the state of the Rangers last year, pretty damn good. Considering all the nonsense, all the drama, all the BS – Plus the fiasco of David Quinn's goaltending management, which was atrocious, with, with between him and Georgie, which was even worse than the three-headed monster that they had the year before with Hank in the mix. He somehow found a way to make that even worse. He still put up. He was he was like in what I think I think it was what top five or something nine, in, in some nine, categories. Six, nine sixteen save percentage and a, and a two point six two goals against. Goals against, which I would like the goals against to be lowered, maybe a shade, probably under two point two point five. That would be nice. But I mean, the fact that he he did post a nine sixteen save percentage, though. Yeah. And you look at some of the other contracts that have been given out to goaltenders. They're getting a bit more money. You look at the percentage. And, and the percent, well, the percentage of the cap that Igor's taking up for the next four years is only seven percent. It's yeah, it, it's yeah, and again, it's a four-year deal, so it takes them out of it'll take them out of the flat cap zone. Yeah, they'll and have more money to play around with. And if they would have bridged them, it would have brought him right to UFA status, where he really would have got paid, and he could so, get yeah, he could get bigger, so he could get they, bigger money. They ate a year, I think. May I think. Two years of his UFA eligibility. Right. So he'll be 29 when this deal is up. And honestly, at 28, depending on, you know, if he's doing what everyone thinks, I think he extend him at 28 and go eight years or, you know, six, seven, eight, whatever you want to do at that point, six, seven, eight. Yeah, that gets you to 35, 36, and, you know. And then you can do one year deals after that if, you know, whatever. So. But this squashes that nonsense that was posted, again, by fantastic, fantastic beat coverage of the Rangers. It squashes the whole, Igor is furious about well, he, he, the Buchnevich trade. And, I mean, he even came out and said it himself. But this now I mean, confirms he, it. And, I mean, he was probably upset. I mean, you know, him and Butcher buddies, so. Yeah, but, like, oh, let's strike panic. And let's make it sound like Igor's not going to come back. We're not going to have Igor anymore. He's going to hold out. Like, that's basically like they they made it sound like it was going to be a Kaprasov situation almost with the way that it was portrayed. Like, oh, this is irate. I mean, it's like, oh, let's do shock treatment. You know, there's, there's other blocks for that. You don't need any of that crap. 
anywhere else. You could go get the shock breaking news garbage from other sources. Okay? You don't need to get it from the ones that are supposed to be the professionals. Which is, like, ridiculous. But, look, again, I haven't seen anything wrong with the deal. It's nah, a good it's a, deal. It's a, it's a good, Solid. You're, pay, you're paying him for what you believe he's going to be, not for what he's already done, which is how... Which is... It, it actually contradicts how GMs handle contracts. Usually In a way, yeah. paid off of what you've done, not what we believe you're going to do. But even the baseline numbers that you've seen from what he's done so far... In COVID shortened nonsense, Ranger drama nonsense has been good. It's been good. There's nothing wrong with his numbers. Absolutely nothing wrong with his numbers. Now, if he had like a barely over nine, nine hundred save percentage, and the goals against average was in up in around the threes or maybe more, then I'd be like, oh yeah, maybe there is some some justification to the whole. Oh, the Rangers aren't sold on Igor being the goalie of the future. I think people who are criticizing, that. I think people who are criticizing the deal were doing it purely out of he hasn't played that many games in the NHL, and he Which hasn't. Is it's true, not his fault. It's but, not his fault. But well, not even that. It, he may not have played a lot of games in the NHL, but when he's you know the games he's played here, he's looked damn good. Like, you can't tell me that, you, you know, uh, you, you you can't tell me that you don't think that uh, he lo- he doesn't look like the real deal. No, I mean, he's had his moments where you shake your head and you go, oh, man. But I think that is part of where we, you know, we always appreciated Hank. And we always appreciated what he brought to the table. But I think that's just we got spoiled. We got so badly spoiled so that if you get any sense of mediocrity or or disappointment at all, you're like, oh, my God. But in reality, it's really when you look at the overall picture of the NHL in general, it's like he's a pretty damn good goaltender. I'd rather have him in the net than a lot of other teams and what they've got. Yeah, no, he's... He's, he's, I'd rather have him it, just in the division. I'd rather have him than what Philly's got. I'd rather absolutely have him than what Pittsburgh's got. Buffalo, Washington. Well, Buffalo's uh, not in the division. Um, oh yeah, that's right. They're not going to be anymore. Well, Buffalo. Well, screw Buffalo anyway. Just take a shot at him anyway. I, I. But even going outside of it, I'd rather have what they got than Boston. I'd rather the, the Islanders. I would say is is one that you could you could go toe to toe on, that you could say all right Islanders have a solid goaltending system because they do, you know you, you got to give credit where credits due. Even though earlier I said don't give credit because it's but you know whatever, double speaking, it's great that's what everybody does nowadays anyway so it doesn't really matter. The Devils better than the Devils, uh, better than Toronto. Certainly better than Ottawa. I mean, let's go Eastern Conference now. Why don't we just take the Eastern Conference? I'd say better than Carolina. I mean, am I am I wrong? I I would I would take him over Frederick. I mean, I would take, I would take him over the, the, the Florida. Depending on what they get, there's an unknown there. You're not taking him over Tampa. I mean, Tampa's a given. That but I, I believe, mean, but I will say that I believe in Spencer Knight. Right, but you don't, just, it just, Florida, it's the but unknown. Just, but 
I, I do believe in Spencer Knight. Yeah, I think they've Panthers. got something good. But, I mean, just look at I I literally named off over 90% of the Eastern Conference that I feel, and I think if you look at all the stats, I think just shooting from the hip. And I'll say this. Don't sleep on Mackenzie Blackwood with the Devils. I know he, he stumbled. He, He's a good he goaltender, stumbled, but I don't think he's stumbled. as good as Igor. But I I think I think Mackenzie Blackwood could be really good. I, I don't know if he'll be at that level, but because I believe Shesterkin has, you know, superstar level potential. Yeah, as but a, again, as he could be a good he could be a very solid goaltender. But to me, the Islanders and Rangers have the goaltending class of the division. I mean I had like yeah, no, I agree. I like I haven't seen enough out of Sam Solonov yet to be like yeah, that's the guy. Like, I, I no. think he's a good goalie. I, I just, I don't know. There was something when I watched him that I just wasn't. And Carter Hart has been Philadelphia Flyer. Car- Carter Hart, I feel bad. Should have been. He's, I would say should he, have been. He's been. He's been AV. Yeah. Well, he's been. No, it's it's Philly. It's the Philly sickness. No, the, it's the it's, goaltending. No, it's no, just... no, 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 no. No, because before, no, 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 no. Come on. I mean, no, it, he's the second year of AV with that garbage defensive structure, you know. And oh, I don't know. I don't disagree with you there, but there is a history in Philly, a big history of the def- of the goaltenders getting derailed when they go to the Flyers. I he'll be back. Carter Hart, Hart's too. Yeah, he'll he be back after too, AV gets fired. He was too good. <laughs> Carter Hart was way too good early on to be the guy that we saw last. Yeah, I just yeah, it, it was a it was a remarkable fall off. For I sure. just feel bad. I feel bad for him that he's gonna have to deal with residents for Yeah, I mean and, it could be worse. I mean it might it might be worse. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, look. The the, the last thing I want to talk about, which is I which that is, was the last thing I know, but I just thought of something else because it was something that we were kicking back and forth, and we were I I said you know I was talking about how I was gonna make that that rumor account. And just start spitting out BS and nonsense. Um, I do think the Rangers need to do something at right wing. At the top, at the top on the right wing. Oh, so you're saying that Russian guy from St. Louis? No. Oh yeah. I I I would not be surprised if the Rangers somehow find a way. To squeak another Vegas Golden Knight out of Vegas, and I oh, really no they're would... they're gonna they're gonna get they're going they're going for they're gonna go for is everybody saying they're going for that Russian number ninety one from St Louis with what money? No, the Rangers have money. Oh yeah, yeah, just yeah, we're just you know this is this is pre salary cap. They. No, they do have they do have money. They would need St. Louis to retain a lot of that salary. Yeah, but it, that's also why I think the deal's not done. And that's a big gam- That's a big gamble. I mean, look, how, many, I, I, how many years? Okay, look, I'll say this: Vlad Tarasenko. I think he's got two years left on his contract. Two, two or three. But Tarasenko, I will say this. He's got two years left. Actually, his oh. 2022 salary is very – It's well, it's a 7.5 cap hit regardless. But I think Tarasenko will be playing in New York next season. 
I don't know if it'll be for the blue and orange or the red, white, and blue, but he will be in New York next year. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't think he'll be in St. Louis, but that, that would be an interesting one. I mean, it would be – I don't know. That, to me, is a big – I mean, imagine they bring in Eichel and Tarasenko. Now you're like, hey, we got neck gamble and shoulder gamble. Let's just – like, and we keep Miko. We got head head problems. Oh, just... Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. And, and then they have – and then they have a ghost. Oh my god! No, I I would not be surprised if the Rangers. All right, like you're saying, Tarasenko. Maybe they look at that. I would not be surprised if the Rangers don't try to do something where they get Riley Smith from Vegas. I really wouldn't. Riley Smith would fit beautifully in the system, especially with Jarrett Gallant. He excelled under it. He has had, even though this year was a down year for him, he has had terrific numbers overall. And ironically, people will say, oh, Riley Smith isn't that good. He doesn't put in a lot of production. He is a better producer year over year outside of one season than Chris Kreider. And they have been in the NHL, I believe. I think Riley Smith might have one year on him. But Riley Smith has outproduced point-wise every single year except for, I believe, one than Chris Kreider. And Chris Kreider, if you find a way to finagle that and get rid of that no move, I know I'm saying this is this is I'm purely spitballing here at hypotheticals, but yeah, they don't need him on the left wing. They don't need him at the left wing. They they have a log jam there. Now they have a hole at right. If you could find a way to make a deal work out, where you could swing Riley Smith, you bring him in, and maybe potentially you work it out as a three team kind of thing, where you could pry Sean Monahan from Calgary, and you slide Sean Monahan into your center group. Oh baby. I would really like to see that. You see, Chris is moving back east, and now he's just moving pieces around here. Sources, baby. Yeah, multiple. I got got Alfredo. I got Pesto. Fredo! I got got (laughs) Carbonara. What's what's, what's another one? What's the vodka? Uh, Yeah, I know. You drink a lot of. You drink a lot of Stolies, I know. No, but uh, look, just when that I would be I a nice out, looking roster, though. They pull me back in. That would be that, a nice looking roster. It would, be, it would be, it would be good. It would be something interesting. I mean, it, it, hypothetically, in this hypothetical world that Chris is living in right now, it would be a nice. If that roster happened, your top line: Panarin, Savanajad, Tarasenko. Well, that's in your world. Or no, I'm sorry, Panarin, uh, Panarin, Savanajad. Smith, or no, Kako. You would have to see who's second performing. Line, if Smith performs, second line, or second line, Fradstov, or oh Jesus Christ, Lafreniere, Monahan, Kravtsov, or Kako. Wait. Oh Jesus. my God, dude! Wow. Oh God, wow. dude! No, the CTE. Is... <laughs> All right, you would have uh, your right side would be either uh, Smith or Kako. And then it would be either Smith or Kako for his second line. Kratzoff would be on your third line. And then your fourth line would be one of the the whether I think what it would be Ryan Reeves. I think yeah. I think is the right winger. Um Wow. My head. That would be your setup. Now look, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking I'm about saying, oh, the Rangers are gonna ship Chris Kreider out. I just have very little faith that Chris Kreider is gonna work in the Gerard Gallant system. And maybe maybe we'll be surprised. No. But I do find it funny how the tides how the turntables 
greatly on Chris Kreider now on social media. Like, you go on Ranger Reddit, you go on Ranger forums, you go on Ranger stuff, and the stuff that we have been saying for, like, years is now, like, Kreider is, it's come to roost. And it's like, hello, hi, we've been here, come to us. You want to listen to us, and we love all our listeners. Our listeners have been fantastic. We have had great listeners, and we love each and every one of you. And we hope you stick around, and we hope you like it. Whoop, whoop. I literally served that up on a curveball. Oh, shut up. High up in the plate, and you're just sitting there. I got to Snapchat somebody. All right, we'll see you next time.